just so excited that you're here because this is going to be a silly one. It, not in a silly way. No, but, but I'm I'm glad because we're like buds, so you know a lot of these stories already. But it's just a good like. It's like a good. It's a good energy. excuse to see you and to hang and to just talk about our emotional. We can just baggage. like gossip a little bit. Yeah, and like a bit have some fun. Right. You know. Um, well, I want to first dig into the fact. I, I like want to make sure I say this because if I don't say it now, I'm probably going to forget. I want to talk about how awesome it is that you and your sister, you have a band. You are a group. You are called Allie and AJ. You have the best music. It's so much fun. It's the best concert. I recommend every going, everyone going to it. I'm at every show. She is like, at every screaming show. Screaming and like the biggest fan. You're also coming to the Vegas show. I'm coming really to Vegas appreciate. and I and I'm definitely going to be gambling like a minute before you start and the I'm minute okay after. With that. I'm okay with that. Okay, good. As long as you're okay with it. Yeah. But I want to talk about what you guys do with the Trevor Project. Yeah. Because I don't know if people are familiar with the Trevor Project. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I have been aware of for a while, but I don't know the specifics about it. Yeah. Um, but the Trevor Project helps with um, uh, with the LGBTQ community in regards to mental health with suicide prevention. Yeah. Is that what they do? Yeah, and youth specifically, which and I youth. think is really important. And- and the and conversion therapy yeah. is what the next thing is, which I can't even believe that that's a conversation that we're having right now. I know. Um, makes me sick. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, put that aside. You guys did something so cool and so clever with the show in which you had the Trevor Project follow you on your last tour mm-hmm. all across the country. And I want to let everyone know what you did with the with the texting. Can yeah. you tell them? Because this is just so unique and I, I wish we could do this in every every concert that we go to that this happened. I, I feel the same way. You know, I always am talking about this with AJ that we as musicians especially and when you're on stage even more so have this this opportunity to bring people together Mm -hmm. and it feels like a missed opportunity to not have some kind of a charity behind every single concert. Um, So for, for the two of us, we felt like partnering with the Trevor project made so much sense. I was introduced to them through my best friend, Raymond and who um, on a side note is so adorable and, and so incredible and what he does for the community human, is an like activist and he's not real <laughs> he is not um and his entire um instagram page is filled with rainbows for anybody that oh needs, it's like, so it just needs brings, just like a good a, yeah it brings a, a smile to your face yeah yeah every single photo is him smiling and I it actually, doesn't help that he's gorgeous it doesn't help that he's very good looking <laughs> and very smart and went to stanford and and everything but um but yeah he introduced us to um to the Trevor Project, and we were talking about ways that we could involve ourselves um, in, you know, not only raising money for them, but also just kind of spreading the word about what they do uh, as a as a organization. Um, so we found a way to be able to um, work with this company called Propeller, um, who worked with Trevor Project to be able to activate our fans on a mm-hmm. nightly basis. And it was basically a, a, a moment in our show where we you know, kind of stopped and we asked, um, you know, everybody in the audience to get out their phones and to text a certain number. Um, and, you know, the, a, uh, a little page would pop up on your text stream. And um, they what they were doing was by entering their name in, you know, into that that text message, it was putting their name into a raffle to be able to meet AJ and I uh, backstage after the show on top of. Uh, that was kind of like the incentive of it, um, on top of 
you know, either donating money to the Trevor Project and also uh, making sure that they were signing a petition to end conversion therapy, mm-hmm. which was created by the Trevor Project um, this past year. And they're trying to just get as many signatures as possible. So just by like putting their name down, that put them in that raffle to meet AJ and I backstage. Which is the most amazing thing to me because it was instant gratification. It was, yeah. And being in the audience, I wasn't backstage. I wasn't even in the side. Like I was right in the pit, like mm-hmm. enjoying it, like fangirling out with my Allie and AJ shirt. So was Sturgis. It was yeah, really cute. Yeah, you were. I know. It was real cute. <laughs> but seeing how excited every single person was like there. Like everybody put their head down and took everyone a second to put do their it. head down to, to, to stop recording you guys and yeah. being in the moment, putting their information in there and you just saw smiles and everyone was just so excited, like cool. so hopeful yeah. that they were going to get back there. And then I saw the girl that won uh-huh. and she started like hysterically crying. She couldn't believe it because she got the text right when when yeah. the show was over yeah yeah because we we would meet you know that person who won every single night and a lot of the time it ended up actually being lgbtq couples which was really neat whoa and they were like wow this like means so much to us you know i just came out five years ago we're like this is my girlfriend of you know two and a half months or whatever it may be um and it was just neat to see that that there was you know, a a huge group of people that were a part of the community and then allies a part of the community as well that were there just wanting to support and show, um, you know, that that they believe in having equal rights just as much as anyone else. I mean, it's just so awesome because, honestly, the instant gratification, I mean, if if anyone could do that in any any, uh, venue, concert, stand-up show, it really... Take example what you guys have started because that is part of the movement. Yeah, it's cool. It's really part of the movement. And I think that's also so cute about your fans is you have a very big fan base in the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. But more importantly than that, you have these fans that have grown up with you since you guys were kids yourselves. Yeah. And they have grown and they have grown with you. And there were so many people that I know that you've shared stories with me about of how they came out of the closet because they were inspired by you guys and how they were able to talk about their mental health because of you guys. And you even wrote a song in dedication to to all that. Which one is it called? Good Love was really our, kind of our song that was like our love song. It's like the the anthem. LGBTQ community, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then really like our original, I would say an original song from way, way back in the day. It's Rush? Was Rush, really, that kind of, I think without us even knowing what we were doing, because we were also so young, we were like 13 and 15 when we wrote that. And for whatever reason, you know, some of the lyrics in Rush just really resonated with people. And I think it's because it was just like a reminder that you didn't need to change anything about yourself, that you were great just how you were in all of your imperfections. And if you were, uh, you know, kid in the Midwest, you know, living as a closeted 12 year old, Mm -hmm. like you were able to still feel like you were understood and heard. And, and connected. Yeah. And you guys are very connected to the fans as well as even what you guys do in the concert. Just I know that you and AJ are so great in your social media. You're so great right. at the conventions that you guys do. And you really engage in people. And I know that convention world so well. Yeah. And I know also because you were on iZombie and I think that's what originally got you that's into the convention world. That's kind of what got me world. into the convention world. Yeah. yeah. And AJ came Was along. Was voiceover. Right, because Shira, right, exactly, and you see so many people in that convention world. In in the little that I've done, 
You can see the people who sign the autograph and take the fucking cash for themselves and call it a day. And then you see the people that actually look in the other person's eyes and ask, how are you doing? How are you? You know, what's your story? What did you love about the show? And I think that that's so important. And that's why your fan base continues to follow you throughout these years because from Disney to where you are now, you have not changed at all. Thanks. I mean, (laughs) it it is, it is one of those things that isn't maybe for everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, AJ and I are like insanely approachable, maybe sometimes a little bit to our, like to our detriment where it's like, okay, maybe we we could be. Everyone around you is like, okay guys, guys don't share that much. Like all of our like team is like, all right, we're good. Like you guys have been standing here for 15, 20 minutes giving like a private concert to people. (laughs) Um, But, but we also kind of can't help it because we really truly do love our fans and we just enjoy conversing with them and, and hearing their stories. I mean, you know, people have, you know, come up to me and I've talked with people, you know, for 10, 15 minutes at an airport or, you know, um, it's not even necessarily at our shows. It can be out in, in regular life. Right. Um, or me just being sat at my table and right. being like, I love your music, you know. Like the other day someone was like, I really, I fuck with Sanctuary. I was like, oh, thanks. Stop <laughs> it. That is so I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, um. I was like, cool. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to respond to that, but, but that's right awesome, Thank bro. You. Thanks. Um, and, uh. So yeah, it's 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 very um it's inspiring to see that like our message um really impacts the the fans and like you said, you know, going to these conventions, there's like a diehard group of people that are out there that are just wanting to be seen and recognized for well, most their importantly, loyalty. they want the cash. Yeah. Right. And oh, you right. Can, yeah, you're, like, you're, yeah. see that like from for a sure. mile away. For sure. And then there's the fan that's there that's like, you know, saved up and has maybe even flown out. Yeah. And, you know, this is like a huge deal for them, rightfully so. And they just want to be like heard for five minutes telling their story of how they fell in love with the show, you know? Or even, even to take it even a step further, I know I've shared this story with you about the girl that I, when I had opened up and said that I was bipolar because I felt awkward being there and no one wanted me at this convention and one of the girls you know showed me her scars on her arm and and told me that you know she hurts herself and self-harms when she's depressed and she's manic and all these different things and just hearing her story not only helped me but it helped other people around her when she opened up to the strangers at the convention and the cutest thing you're going to appreciate this the cutest thing in the world happened I got an invite from one of the fans that I met in Brighton England at this this convention that I did Star Fury that I opened up that I was bipolar and she and her fiance the uh, two women they send me an invite to their wedding for next year it's a Disney themed wedding stop i feel like we all have to go this is actually this is, your, this is your dream wedding this is my dream wedding in scotland no less and she told me that the only people that she invited that like the group that she invited was the group of panelists that that uh-huh. it was like an extra dinner kind of a thing yeah, and there was yeah. like 25 of us uh-huh. um and those people that bought the tickets to that they have stayed friends with so they're all invited That's to the so wedding sweet. too I was a basket case. I was bawling because I thought, isn't that incredible? Like, forget even my selfish reasons of being like, oh, I met people that understand And wanting to go to a Disney wedding. And wanting to go to a Disney wedding. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's kind of the coolest thing in the entire world. 
But the fact that not only have they kept in communication, but, but they've shared each other's yeah, stories. And obviously that was a huge impact on them. And it was them. a huge impact on them that they feel that they yeah. can share this like special time in their life together. And it's very cool. um I, I don't know, I just think that that was so cool and one of those moments where you would understand because I feel like your yeah. fan base is very similar to that. And they've followed you since you were young. And I think that that's really what I want to touch on as well is you and AJ have been superstars and household names since you were how old when you were would you say Phil of the future Phil was kind of it was I guess the, yeah the main like kind of yeah ground. I, like, I was 14 I mean I I got my SAG card from Phil of the future like I didn't even do a commercial before that like, wow nothing. like cool it was just like catalog work for like Robinson's May you know obsessed <laughs> with the reference of Robinson's May that yeah. was the best I loved Robinson's May remember I also the one always... in Beverly Hills that was so massive yes, that became yes. empty and I remember I wanted to take home the clothes that I would model and they and wouldn't they, let you? And they would be like, well, you can't. Like, that's for, you know, fall. And I was like, oh, I want this shirt so bad. And then I'd be like, Mom, remember, we're going to go to Robinson's May in five months and get this. She's like, yeah, let me She's get like, this. She's like, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Sure. We did. And then you forgot about it. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, Phil, I mean, I booked that when I was like 13, I think. I just gotten my braces off. And then. Oh, um, my God, how cute. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's probably a huge reason why I didn't book for a very long time. I just, I was like. So, did you audition I was total for. A, a, like a lot before Phil? Um, I did. I Not quite as much as AJ. AJ was like, right when she got into the business, she was like working like right away. She also was like the cutest child. Like She's total totally blonde. Cutest, so. <laughs> like American Girl doll catalogs, the whole thing, you know. Um, and so I was, I was definitely auditioning, but, and I was getting close on some things, but it just I, I don't think I'd also found my confidence yet as like an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know, for some weird reason, like they, you know, they wanted to test me and I'd never done a test. And I was just like I was so nervous. And it was funny, actually, because my hair when I went into the original audition was like kind of wavy, curly, like my natural wave. And and then at the test, they were like, we actually don't want your hair to be wavy. Can you straighten it? And I was like, well, I'm here in the Disney Channel building. Like, I don't think there's anything I can do to, like, straighten my hair. And there was, like, a woman that gave me, like, I'm not even kidding you, like, like pomade and, like, a <gasps> brush. And, I, put, I mean, I put, my hair probably looked so greasy. And they literally tried to straighten out my hair. Ridiculous. But didn't you have curly hair on the yeah, show? Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, like chopsticks in my hair, like crazy butterfly clips. Like. But I feel like Disney was notorious for that. There was one time, I forgot what it was. I I tested for, it wasn't Lizzie McGuire, and it wasn't even Stevens, because I did even Stevens. It was something else. Maybe uh-huh. it was a movie or something. Yeah. And I went in there, and they were like, oh, no, 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 we need her in a completely different outfit. We want her to be in the outfit that she originally was in, all this stuff. And and I obviously didn't get the role, but that wasn't because of the outfit. I'm right, sure there was right. other reasons. Yeah. I'm going to blame the outfit. But <laughs> I always, after that, whenever I went in for Disney, it was, like, infamously known that you should bring options and leave them in the car. Totally. That's absurd. Insane. By the way, has have That's you absurd. ever done that for any other test on, a like, a major network sh- channel? I no. don't think so. Maybe. I, no. I, not that I can recall. I mean, I've certainly done, like, crazier things. Yeah. But that was a moment where I remember when my mom drove us to do right. a Disney She's audition. Like, oh, bring four extra tops. You yeah. had to bring tops, a skirt, a pant. Totally. You know, uh, be sure to put your hair up or hair down. Yeah. And, like, I feel like the coolest audition that I ever had was when I, di- when I got the movie, which was Going to the Mat with Andy Lawrence. And that yeah. was a Disney channel movie and they kind of like just let me be me and it was like super organic and it didn't feel disney channel-y right, right. the way that a lot of them 
Uh-huh. A lot of them did. It was oh, you know what it was? It was Smart House. That is such I, a I remember, far I, no, I remember the movie. It yes. was with uh, Katie, Katie Segal, and then the guy wasn't it? Ryan Merriman yep. was the boy. Yep. Yes, and I went in. Why for the do we sister. know all of these references? Do you know, <laughs> like if I said any of this to my husband, he'd be like, Who, "Who's Ryan Merriman?" Well, it's also funny because they're That's in such so a different funny. generation where yeah, our totally. generation was Disney Channel, Disney Channel, even Disney just Channel. being like. Even just being like three or four years older, yeah, know, than us, yeah. It, somebody is like, I don't know what you're talking. No, about. they don't. They don't get it at all. Yeah. Well, we lived the best life. We did. We lived we the lived Disney Channel great, era. We lived, we lived in the great Disney Channel era. But I think the difference was with with while well, I was calling people pussies, um, you were very clean cut on Disney. Yeah. And then AJ started working, and you guys did movies together. Was that her first real movie when you guys did it together? Uh, I think AJ had done like some indies and stuff. Right. Um, but that was her first like introduction to the Disney. That was world. her first like on screen acting role with Disney. Wow. Um, and I think the only one. And then other than we shot a pilot that ended up never making it to series. Um But it at was one point. so like bananas. You guys went all over with Disney Channel. Like, you guys did tours. Yeah, you, yeah. We were talking about Disneyland, how you're kind of over Disneyland. Because you're like, no, I, I associate it with work. I mean, it's work. sad, but, like, but you a, associate I it totally with work. associate it with work. B, I know that, like, park, like, inside out, creepily. Like, I could probably be a Disney tour guide. <laughs> I mean. I think maybe we should. You know? If like, all else fails. Also, AJ has, you know that AJ has a forever hookup. I mean, especially now being on ABC. Uh, hi, AJ. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, anytime you want to go, I mean, she she can pull that card, I think, like, twice a year. Wow. Um, but, that uh, is the only reason to be on Disney. And that's the only, yeah, and the only reason to be our friends, really. <laughs> the only reason. Um, but, that and Vegas concerts. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, yes, we, we did a lot of Disney uh, a little bit of Disney World. I think we were there maybe three or four times. And then Disneyland, I mean, a ton. Just, you know, whether it was, like, press, events, you know, them just being like, hey, you want to come to the park and, like, you know, go and – and obviously at that age, too, you were like, of course. Yeah, of course. So you would go a million times. Like, you know, we were we were very much all about it. Did you guys get overwhelmed with the stardom? Because, see, like – Justin Bieber and all that stuff that didn't exist yet. There was no, nothing. There was I mean, no like, media, yeah, there was Twitter, like Backstreet Boys and Insync and like Britney, but it was, but it was still very different, different because it was like you still had paparazzi, I guess, and we had like our kind gossip of, magazines, yeah. but it wasn't nearly like it is now. It was like what was it, what was it? Teen Bop and like Tiger Bee, yeah, and, and Tiger Bee, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But was it overwhelming when you like you're right? We're shooting a show. You can shoot TV and movie, and yeah. it's kind of like your own, your own bubble. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all these young kids know who you are, right. and they're like chasing you down for autographs and pictures. What went through your mind? I would have panicked. I mean, I don't know. I you know I think Agent I handled it well because we had each other. Mm-hmm. Um. My mom in that scenario would have like totally panicked. She would have been like, "What the hell? Like, I can't handle this. Yeah. I'm like claustrophobic." But for some weird reason, I think because we started it at a young age and it was we were kind of slowly groomed over a mm-hmm. you know period of time. Especially me working with Disney and doing like these little you know meet and greet type things and these events and just being so around kids, it kind of became a little bit second nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do remember like the first time that I saw, you know, there was like. I think I did like a like a little like spot in like TV guide and it had mentioned that like Phil the Future was premiering or something and I remember being like 
whoa, I'm in TV Guide. Right. Because we had like TV right. Guides, right. you know, in right. our house. And I remember that being like a that big deal. That was a big deal. You know, I'm being like, oh my gosh, like it says like we're on it, you know, blah, 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 Tuesdays at, you know, 7 p.m. Like it was, it that was cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I it, it didn't totally freak us out. We also, I think it helped too that we were girls. Like, mm. you know how guys can kind of get those crazy girl fans yeah. that really truly will chase right. them down the right, street? Right, 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 right. Girls aren't really going to do that to a girl. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, they're, they're excited and they're, like, they want to be your best friend, but they don't want to, like... They don't want to overstep their boundaries. Right. They're going to be a little mm-hmm. more respectful. Whereas, like, I don't know, with a boy, they're, like, boy crazy. So they're, they're just, like, like oh my rip God. his shirt off. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. So I think we were lucky in, in that aspect that we were, you know, girls. Um, and, like you said, we kind of hit at a place where... The whole social media, like YouTube was just dropping at that point. MySpace was still around. I mean, this was very much a specific era in time. It was such a specific era in time because even, like, even when I did Caprica, Twitter hadn't even come out yet. It had just come out yet. And that was not that long ago. That was like 10 years ago, which is just. And then can you imagine, like, what Caprica would have done now if it was out? Like, no, I can't. Yeah, because the sci-fi world is so big in itself, and and you could have had that communication Mm -hmm. with people way easier, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's it is so crazy how so much has changed in just a short period of time with everything. But I think you're right. I think because you and AJ did have each other, it it was way better to balance each other out. And if one, you know, one of you was stressed or one of you had any sort of anxiety or whatever it may be, the other could kind of balance balance you out. And I was always, I think at least, I'm sure like our our diehard fans always pick this up. I was more of the like moody one between the two of us. AJ was like always very PC, always knew all the right things to say. I would like slip up and say like hell at a concert or something. Scandalous. Which is so <laughs> dumb to even think of now. But we were so clean cut and we were yeah. on such a like, you know, clean channel that I remember like getting in trouble, you know, at the end of the show being like, you can't say that. And I was like, well, like I'm 17 or whatever, you know, and I right. said hell, like whatever. You're like get over <laughs> but, it. But but you know, I mean, as we as we got older, and I think as we started to like gain our own independence, um, we started to just you know embrace the fact that like yes, this was like a huge part of our life. You know, we weren't at the channel when you think of it for really that long. We were there for like five years, um, if if that even, and um, and then you know we just kind of said, all right, well, what's the next step? You know, mm-hmm. what is this, like, phase two of Ally and AJ? And I think, you know, we, we got a little bit burnt out and we're just kind of tired of, um, A, having to listen to, like, a bunch of, like, 40-year-old white men tell us what we could and couldn't yeah. write about and censor all of our lyrics when they weren't even, like, needing of censoring. No. It was very str- <laughs> Like, I was like, we're fine. Like, we're very yeah. safe. Like, you can leave your children in our care. They will right. be right. fine. Yeah. Um, and so I think we were just kind of burnt out, and that's why we took a break for a while, and then you know only just recently. Did you back. go back to normal school? No, we. I think once we once we were homeschooled, which funny enough was before kind of everything hit. AJ was working at that point, but uh, we were homeschooled from like what was it uh, fifth grade on for me and like mm-hmm. third grade on for AJ. Mm-hmm. So like quite young, you know, our middle school years technically we had in real school, which I think was actually quite important for just our yeah. like right. regular for learning, you know, regular like learning how to deal with, you know, social mm-hmm. uh, cues and and um, and then at that point I just started kind of, you know, working. So right. then at, I, I didn't even need to 
I need, didn't really need to go to regular school because it actually worked that I was on set. I was just doing my tutoring on set with a teacher. Which was so fun. So fun. It was, like, ridiculous. And remember, like, being feeling like you were so stressed? Like, oh, it's like, oh, my. They're like, wouldn't you, you have. Wouldn't you give to have that type of stress this, back in your oh life? Oh, my and God. And not the stresses we have now? Oh, my God. And I remember I remember doing Malcolm in the Middle. And then they. Remember when you'd bank your hours? You would bank your hours. Yeah. And then they would I say, you that. have to do. Um, she needs her 20 minute of school break. 20 minutes, 20 casually minutes. 20 minutes. I know. And I'd be like, oh my God, I just want to continue working. That was what was wrong with me. Like, I was so stressed that they made me go back to do schoolwork right. because I was in the like, like the vibe. I was like on a roll. Totally. I was fucking 14 years old. Right. Like, right. what do you mean I was on a roll? Like, Hilarious. why did I have to take a 20 minute break? I completely stressed myself out. I can, were you a stressed out kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, AJ and I both were because I think we're both kind of type A, and we're both super perfectionist. We're both like, yeah, you're like you're like me. OCD. Yeah. I'm also someone that like it would take me long time, and I think at some point people even thought I might have had like a bit of a learning disability in school because I was such a perfectionist that I would like start writing something, and if it wasn't perfectly written, I would start over again. Wow. Like it was a problem. Like my mom right. was like, leave it. Like you can erase it or, you know, just like white out that. And I was like, no, no, I can't. Like yeah. it looks insane to me. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, I, I think that that at a certain point um, was probably also like a sign to my mom that she was like, oh, like, you know, I have like complicated, complex children Mm -hmm. that aren't you know just like gonna sit down and like do their homework even though they're both very uh type a in their personalities they also have like an imagination that's crazy and like i need to kind of watch them or else next thing i know they're like writing a play and they're like acting it out and that's not part of the curriculum today right 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 you're like uh we're not doing this right we have to start right now you'll find this really funny age and i when we were homeschooled um you know, it was just the two of us. And we usually would, like, start school at, like, you know, 10 o'clock. And yeah. we'd be done by, like, 2, you know, something like that. But we would wait really long for our lunch so that we could have our lunch and watch, which is hilarious because by the time I think it came on, it was 2 o'clock. Our school day was technically over. We would watch um, – Passions? Passions. No. Shut up that I just we were called obsessed that right now. It. I was obsessed with Passions. We loved it. We would, we would like, heat up our little wait. lunch. Okay, we would this wa- is a sit and watch service. Passions. This is and a And AJ, by moment. the way, was on it. Fuck off. Yeah, Who she, was I don't she? think she had like a speaking line. It was like a flashback. We were dead. I was Do you like, think she was baby Tabitha? Ever. I don't know, but it, Okay, here's she, a full circle moment. She had for you. a she had a, a real a real moment. I was just talking about this on another podcast because we were talking about Timmy. Oh Timmy yeah. was the little yeah. boy. Uh-huh. He wasn't a little boy, he was an adult man, but he was small. Yeah. And he played the doll to the witch Tabitha. Yes, yes. Timmy they they film soap operas before they air on? it. Oh no 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 no! no. It, it only lasted like four years. It was like okay, so it wasn't. Or it maybe was, I'm wrong. I'd have to look back. But, but it, it was wasn't shorter long. lived than some of these other soaps that have gone Super on for twenty five years. And I wasn't a soap person, so I don't understand. Either and neither we. was my mom. Either I don't was my know mom, where this. Really. My mom said she only watched soaps. I think when she was like breastfeeding us, like when we were babies, and then right she stopped. and didn't have any. And for some reason, we became obsessed with that show. I don't know. I don't know why. Jesse Metcalf started there. Oh, I know. Anyway, so Timmy died on the show. Do right, you remember right. this? Yes. The day that they aired the show he died was the day he died in real life. No. 
I am not. Are you even, kidding me? I no. Need, I'm gonna need to Google this. I am not kidding end. you, and I don't know why this has been on my mind all week because I have not thought about this in so long. And then I just got because Christmas is coming up, so why wouldn't I start decorating? So I got this little tree, and he sings rocking around the Christmas tree, uh-huh. and he like moves his shoulders and he moves his butt, like it's like one of those little yeah, animatronic yeah. things. And I looked at him, and I was like, Oh my god, he reminds me of Timmy from Passion. Stop. So the fact that you just brought this up is like such a weird uh, synchronicity moment that we're having right now. And if people haven't seen Passions, like just Google oh the Tabitha Lord. and Timmy scenes because how is those that even cra- a show? Those are the craziest scenes. How is that a show? I don't know. I don't know. I think that but we should AJ do it. and I Justin loved it. Hartley We'd have was our on Lunchables it. and we were just like, Yes. But Justin Hartley from oh, This yeah. Is Us was on it. That's right. That's right. He was. Like, everyone got their start on Passions. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's really funny that we both had that obsession. Yeah. So we have talked about our childhoods. We've talked about our obsession with Passions. We've talked about Disneyland and the love and hates. But I want to take this moment to go back to the Trevor Project and kind of do a little prequel to the Trevor a little prequel to the Trevor Project. I want to know, how did you and AJ get involved in this mental health world of campaigning and being such strong voices and being open and honest about your own struggles and trying to help people in general with getting back to the Trevor Project like towards the end? What was the journey that you kind of went through to get where you are right now? You know, we didn't really talk about mental health when we were young. I mean, we talked about it in our family. We were very, you know, outspoken about it with our mom and with each other. And yet it wasn't a thing that was cool to talk about out in society. I right. think people looked at it like you're a crazy person yeah. or you're someone that um, is, you know, relying on medication when it's mind over matter type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling kind of a little bit shameful about it, but also being like, well, I know that this is what works for me and for my mind. So I'm just going to let this be my own personal thing. and I don't need to bring it up to anybody. Nobody needs to know. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure I, I, I probably didn't tell boyfriends about it. Like I just, you know, I would just go about my day and, you know, I, I had – my little ways to like keep myself in a good place on mm-hmm. a mental level, whether that was like meeting with my psychiatrist or, you know, uh, working out, getting, you know, 10 hours of sleep, you know, all of those things. And then, you know, within the last couple years, AJ and I just being adults, me being married, you know, us having, you know, gone through, uh, you know, a divorce at a kind of later age in our lives. We were like, you know, 20 and 18. We just kind of were like, fuck it like we can talk about this you mm-hmm. know um because it's so relatable it's so and it's so relevant to what's happening now in society and i think you know social media the internet all those things are not helping at all um i think it's accelerating our like stimulation mm-hmm. and the like am i doing life right am i good enough like am i pretty enough um you know am i uh am i like healthy in my mind all of these like questions that that I think come up as you get older and also you know you can reflect on too as as a, as a kid um they they just kind of sometimes bombard you and I think for AJ and I we just wanted to really be open with our fans we felt like we've been very transparent with our fans in the past about other things so why couldn't we be transparent about this with them mm-hmm. um and so we just chose to you know, to talk about it more openly, whether it was in interviews, um, you know, even talking about it on on the making of 
10 Years, which was the first uh, collection of songs that we came out with after like 10 years of kind of hanging up the coat for a mm-hmm. while. Um, and, and a lot of that, I think, had to do with depression. You know, the reason why we didn't do music for a while was because we were depressed because, you know, we felt like we um, we felt like we were underdogs and that we were kind of underappreciated. We felt like uh, we were like targeted in a way that, um, you know, affected like our positivity as songwriters because we were women, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just a lot of different things that I think were just kind of stirring in us. Obviously, as a teen, you go through so many different emotions, right. you know, um, but then that's, I think, accelerated when you're in the industry and there's a bit of a spotlight on you and there's, you know, other people that are maybe more successful than you, less successful, more talented, less talented, and we whatever. All, we all compare ourselves to other people. Yeah. And which you, is and the worst thing for you to do. It's the worst thing for you to do and the worst thing for your self-confidence. But also another thing that, like, feeds this, like, you know, beast that is mental health. Um, and for AJ and I, I think a lot of it was not like just comparing ourselves to other people, but a lot of it was like, who are we as, as people, as, you know, young adults, we're not kids anymore. You know, how can people, um, understand us on this new level? We're now in our, you know, late twenties and we want to write about these things and we want to maybe dress this way. Um, how are we not going to be judged? Mm -hmm. And also kind of, saying, guess what? Like, I don't need to be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. That's a huge part, too, I think, that comes with embracing, uh, you know, living like a a good and healthy life is you don't want to be, you know, unlikable and you don't want people obviously to dislike you. But if they happen to and you're just being your true authentic self, then so what? You know, and I think a lot of it was trying to care about like, oh, like, are we liked? You know, are we losing fans? Like, what do people think about us? And it's like, well, who cares? As long as you're being like a good member of society, that's all that really matters. I mean, that is honestly the best way to put it, as long as you're being a good member of society. I mean, honestly, that's really um, that's really the most important thing. Yeah. And I can't imagine also being a songwriter like you guys are and beyond being performers, I think specifically songwriting, that is such a, a dear part of who you are and that's such a personal part where like we can be acting right and we might not get a job or we might get fired from a job which has happened to all of us Uh and it's also you know it feels personal but it's not really personal because it's a job if we didn't have the right look or we didn't you know whatever it may be too it's not it's it's bullshit it's It's a character but the songwriting that is you because you guys are going from your true like like heart and soul it's like coming from your gut of what it is Mm -hmm. and to be judged on that is like someone judging me being a podcast because I'm like speaking my truth and being honest right and you guys have opened yourself up so much that if you don't get that positive like affirmation like it's it's hurtful yeah it's kind of like you want that validation that you know that you're doing things right even though you don't really truly need it like you should be able to get that from just like the close family and friends right. that you have in your life. But we all feel it. And what we all feel it, whether you're in the industry or not. Um and, you know, AJ and I, like I said, are lucky that we, you know, that we have each other and that we have a lot of, you know, girlfriends that have dealt with this same uh the same crossroads as us. Mm-hmm. And you have a great group of girls that are around you that are very strong positive totally loving like this is who we are love me or hate me yeah and they're vocal about it and especially the ones that are you know in quote unquote famous they use their voices in positive lights and I think that that's important to surround yourself with people like that because when you surround yourself with negativity whether it's people who are 
you know, known or not known, it really can dampen who you are inside and mm-hmm. it makes you feel like shit, you know, in all honesty. Totally. What was the first, I know that you did Trevor Project. Was there another mental health organization that you guys worked with before to get you to Trevor Project? Um, We worked with Project Heal beforehand, which, you know, truly does have to deal with mental health. Um, And that was through our, our dear friend, Amanda Crew. And she was introduced to them because she herself had struggled with an eating disorder over the years. And she's very open about her her story and her struggles. And Project Heal basically is is an organization that focuses on support like support groups for young girls and men that are coming out of treatment for an eating disorder. So important. Um, and I was like this I was like, look, I haven't personally dealt with this form mm-hmm. of uh, a struggle, but I have a, a empathy for people that do go through this and I have my own version of my struggles mm-hmm. so I totally and you have close friends that have and been I have through close it. friends that I have seen you know go through it so I'm like wow I let me help I, maybe I can be an ally in this in some way and I just understand that you know a support group of any kind whether it's someone who's coming out of sobriety or whatnot mm-hmm. that's a huge tool to be able to like be it's successful very important. in life mm-hmm. um, so we worked with them and they actually have uh, chapters in almost every major city. It was pretty incredible, especially for being, um, you know, uh, an organization that's been around for a while but doesn't have the um, the eyeballs on them like, you know, a Trevor Project or a Human Rights Campaign has. Um, the Trevor Project, uh, you know, was kind of our, our second stepping stone in in doing this kind of uh, collaboration with a with an organization, but Project Heal was so uh, lovely to work with. We still work with them, and um, they're just really wonderful women that that uh, put on really wonderful events and have lovely people there to speak about, you know, their issues and and how to also help people that are struggling with, you know, an eating disorder and maybe haven't come to terms with it on their own. And it's cool time. that they work with the guys, too, because people, Always you know. Always think it's just women and it's exactly, not. Exactly, and yeah. it's not at all. So you guys are going on another tour, yeah, right? Yeah, we go we go on another tour um, for one week in uh, December. We, we leave November 30th. We actually, well, we leave the 29th, so the day after Thanksgiving, which isn't ideal, but... <laughs> um, and we, we play a bunch of West Coast states. We play like, you know, Pomona, Las Vegas, San Luis Obispo, Sacramento, San Francisco. And will you guys be working with the Trevor Project again with the texting and, and um, the I don't know. I mean, I would love to. Um, that's a that's a great uh, thing to put into my calendar, Alessandra, yeah. <laughs> to be like, hey, we're going out I'm for I'm just adding week. more stress to you. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we also are... And AJ and I always mention this now that we've kind of gotten on this role of partnering with, you know, charity during every tour, working with other organizations. Like I would love to have every town, you know, an organization that we work with. We've worked with Headcount in the past. That was a huge deal because we yeah. we actually uh, were utilizing the fact that it was midterms and that was coming up. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of fans that were not. I remember there was a lot of kids signing up when I got there. Yeah. And there were a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people that I just meet in daily life that, you know, I, during that time frame, I would ask, hey, are you, you know, are you registered? And people would be like, no. And I was like, wait, what? How? How? Yeah. How are you not registered? You know? I mean, it should just be you're a citizen and therefore you're registered. Yes. But that's another time, another story. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we would love to, you know, we would love to partner with any organization that has, like, a place in our in our heart. You know, we've started working recently with this wonderful organization called the Art of Elysium. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they love bring them. a lot of healing through arts in in yeah. all forms whether it's right. music acting um 
you know, painting, uh, painting. I mean, it's really incredible. Um, so we were also doing a lot of work with them. So maybe that might be maybe our our one week run might be with maybe Art of Elysium. Who knows? Anyway. So can you just explain to me one more time, because I'm very slow. <laughs> what is the texting thing with the Trevor Project specifically? Yeah. So um, so every night we kind of stopped our show um, and just took a moment to to focus on what the Trevor Project does. And there was a lot of fans in the audience who already knew, you know, what the Trevor Project stands for. But there was also a lot of kids that didn't. Um, and it was neat because we were able to provide them with a number that they were able to text. And um, that that number was then sent, you know, via text message. And they were able to access the Trevor Project's website and sign a petition to end conversion therapy, which was really incredible. On top of that, they also were able to donate, too, if they wanted to give money. Mm-hmm. You know, people, some, some nights were giving $100, $5, wow. $25. And honestly... All that really mattered was that there was this collective group of people in the room that were all um, there for, you know, a good cause, which was really incredible. And what was kind of a nice incentive that we added to this was anybody who entered their name in this petition or donated um, were were basically put into a raffle so they could come and meet AJ and I backstage. So we were able to, you know, have a winner every single night. Yeah. Um, come back, meet us. We kind of talked with them for a little bit. And a lot of these winners ended up being a part of the LGBTQ community um, or were allies or maybe had a sibling who was, you know, transgender or queer or, you know, just mm-hmm. had just come out to the family and it was this big deal. Um, we also met a girl who said, you know, I was actually sent to conversion therapy by my parents. No. And it really, you know, really messed me up. And I'm getting to a place where they're accepting who I am and they're okay with it. But I was just like, whoa, like. You know, that's that I can start crying right now. But too. Uh, but I won't. But but it's just so um, it makes me really honestly want to throw up because you know, you say conversion therapy, we hear about it, we're signing a petition to stop it. Yeah. But to actually have met someone that this that happened to of it. talk yeah. about like this is very real being to this face with reality. Yeah. yeah. So it it was just neat that it it was so directly affecting And you our, changed our so fans. many lives. It was very cool. It was it was a very neat experience every night and um, you know, there was many times that I was like emotional and obviously I I spoke about this subject matter every single night right. at 40 plus dates, but it doesn't take away the fact that it's just as powerful and just as no. important every it night. It affects you every single time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> on that heavy note, on that heavy note, I'm going to ask you one final question. I ask everybody this, and you know this, um, but Allie, what makes you get up in the morning and want to continue on with your life and being mm-hmm. you? Um, you know, I think I I know a lot of people speak about this specifically, especially when it's like mental health awareness day. You know, they say like today is just like like tomorrow is just another day. Mm -hmm. Right. Like just get through today and then there'll be tomorrow and then tomorrow will happen and there'll be another day. But it really kind of sometimes is like that. Like you Mm -hmm. can be in a dark moment and just feel like, gosh, like just nothing is going my way. But if you can truly look at that one or two things in your life or person in your life that brings you that joy or happiness, that's a reason enough to be here on earth. And I think we also forget how impactful we are within like our circle of friends, within like our little community, within like our, our work, uh, our work crew. Yeah. Like all of those people that would be so greatly affected by, 
your loss of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we would all be really just like touched to see how special we all are with, with so many people that that we know. I think for myself, you know, the reason why I, I wake up every day and I'm ready to like face the demons or no demons, you know, if it's a great day, is you know my 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 family, my husband, um, my sister, uh, my dogs. Yeah, talk um, about your emotional support. You know, the I dogs. mean, they're yeah. totally my emotional support. Um, and honestly, my fans. Like, I think that when you hear these stories about how I've been able to inspire someone, or you know, get get them through a breakup or a really hard time in their life. Um, that in itself is enough to be around. Just like I'm sure you've gotten many messages from fans mm-hmm. that have said, like, you know, I, I don't feel good about myself or I don't want to be here anymore. And your podcast or you talking about it on your social media or your, like, little video that you just posted this morning, let me know, okay, I can do this for another day. I can do this for another week. I can do this for another month, another year, another, you know. And it's, like, it's a slow it's a slow crawl. That's okay. It's what we're here for. Yeah. So I it, it honestly, I think it... It's pretty incredible when we look at, again, our little network of people, whether that's two, one person, two people, that that like kind of goes and spiders out to like hundreds. Truly. You, you have no idea how one thing that you may say could even change one person's life and may help a hundred people and yeah. may help a thousand. And, you know, that one person that you change tells it's another little, person. It's a little seed that's planted. It's a yeah. ripple effect that happens and just like. You just got to continue what being would you, you. What would yours be? Have you? I assume that. You know, I don't Has think anyone's asked, asked me that. Oh, really? Maybe they have and I don't remember. I think for me, right now in my, my like state that I am in my life, is I started the podcast. A lot of things happened where they fell apart. Um, I restarted my whole life again mm-hmm. in regards to the podcast world. And there was a moment when I was taking a break from the podcast from the first season where I went into a complete depression and I like couldn't leave the house. I forgot to take my medicine for like four days, which I didn't really notice, but everyone else I'll seemed to yeah. Sturgis seemed to notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I was just indulging in my depression and my Mm self-pity and I knew I had to get out of that because I read through all the messages from the past of people writing me and I was like look what I did for these people and it's not like pat on the back for me like I'm great but they're getting me through this dark moment that I'm going through right, right now. Right. So if I can help, you know, as stupid as it sounds, if I can help one person out there the way that those people have helped me, and that's the most important. Like, I have to give credit to every single person that's right. written me because that's gotten to me where I am right now, and hopefully it'll continue. Well, it's a it's, it's, a, it's a give and take, too. Yeah. Like, I think people also think, oh, like, they're just, you know, getting, like you said, like, all these positive messages that are kind of pumping them up. It's like, true, but also, like, you're giving that you're giving that inspiration to other people, but you're also taking a lot of inspiration from I'm other people as well. So that you're like, thank you, you just filled <laughs> me, so you much. filled me back up. I was like empty, you know, I was on empty, and now I'm I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm like full again. Right, you know. Um, I love you so much. I love you. Well, thank you for coming on the show. We'll have you back very soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Emotion. Al. Support.